Welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out with your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, Janky Buses. Hello. Ahoy. Oh, I, I heard clicking and I was like, oh, do I need to say hello again? But I waited. I, I clicked the button, said my opening line, looked down, realized I had not clicked the button resolutely enough, clicked it again, and here we are. <laughs> yes, a nice solid bump. Yes, did not depress <laughs> quite enough in the thing. Anyway, hello. Oh, <laughs> yes. Welcome to your. Oopsie daisy. Uh, 123rd episode. Hey! Look at that. One, two, three, baby. I love it. I know. Very exciting. Very exciting. I love a good number sequence. Makes me happy. <laughs> who who doesn't love good numbers? Many people. Well, oh, well, so. Okay. But that's okay. Good number sequence. What's a bad number? Uh, probably one that would be <clears throat> like. Uh, there's probably two types of bad number sequences, right? I imagine one would be one that's just like aesthetically displeasing to look at, sure. right? Uh, or has some sort of like negative connotation or like uh, superstitious things related to it. You know, you get too many of the wrong number in there. Like, oh no, oh gosh, ah. <laughs> okay, right. The- well, there's some that are probably. There's also some that are less impressive. You know. I imagine so. All good. Aaron, how would you define a uh, bad number sequence? Uh, explain. Right. I, I keep <laughs> saying that before in the conversation. What are we doing? Are, okay. <laughs> no, no, we're moving on. We're moving on. Are you organized? Yo, I need to hear about this right now. Tell me yeah. about your life. Hey, so I, <laughs> I don't have any major details on anything. Uh, they came in, they, they took some pictures. And um, I guess they do this with a lot of things, with a lot of houses. For those of you who are listening, it uh, sounds like you were getting investigated a, by the CIA. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. Like a paid, um, a paid um, organizer is coming to our apartment to help um, organize things, which um, sounds silly because, yes, we are an apartment. However, um, as we've been living together, we've definitely accumulated um, a lot more things. And so, we are getting rid of a lot. I mean, we don't live in filth. We don't live in junky things, and it's not like a messy apartment. It's very clean. Um, but, like, closet space, like, for clothes, is is not very big. Um, and so then there's all the little knickknacks and things, and so they came in, and they're like, all right, you know, this is a good game plan, yada, yada, yada. And so I think they're coming back next week to then kind of, like, work with us and, like, help us get rid of things. Things and organize and kind of uh, maximize and utilize space appropriately. Um, and so we we've been talking about this for a long time of just kind of you know downsizing and then you know maximizing space. And so I, this was just you know her mom was like oh I'll, I'll you know pay for one We're like okay so it was just kind of sprung on me because I forgot um, as I often do. And so I was like wait what are we doing huh? But um, it's actually been really helpful. I'm actually physically saying of how, like, oh, you know, we could use this to put shelves in here, and then I got this and that, and so 
Um, but yeah, we're, it's, it was just in the planning phase. And so we were just waiting for the next step. So it was like the consultation. Yeah, pretty much. Part. So, yeah. So yeah. So I had a question of how much is it like, this might be kind of weird, but how much is it is methodology? How much is it like buying organizers and how much is it getting rid of stuff? Um, I don't know how much it costs. I'm not paying for it. No, 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 no. How, what, like, what percentage, what's the percentage breakdown of that's the tough yeah, sorry, stuff yeah, that yeah. she talked about with you? So or somebody, them, somebody's I don't in know. your home and they're talking to you. Is this person saying, like, oh, actually, your solution is you need to get rid of everything? Or is this person saying, if you no, find yeah, this magic it, tote? <laughs> a lot of it was, like, um, kind of, like, not decorating, but, like, just her, her basic, like, their basic clean stuff. But, like, oh, this is, you know, this is the space that we have. This is how much stuff we have. And what can we do with what we have, with what we need or what we need to get rid of um i only got the tail end of it so i was not there for the whole shebang um uh because i was that yesterday um i had baseball and softball and then i didn't get home so late and they were still there about like eight ish and so it was just kind of wanting to deal with that and so i i don't know all the, de- the details um but i know that it would kind of like help but that's as far as my extent goes. So unfortunately, I cannot get, provide details because I honestly don't know. Okay, that's fine. Um, get Shelby on the line. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. So when the, the first... I had a mild panic attack like for you, right? Yeah. Because the thought of somebody coming in my house and doing that really kind of like freaked me out a little bit. I didn't like it. I was like, you know, I don't want someone to look in my closet and be like, oh, you can move your stuff. But like, you can move your stuff. Get out. Stop judging me. Get out of here. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, would, and, and I don't like it. I'm a, <clears throat> I think we've discussed before. I'm a person who, like, I need a, a certain level of clutter in my life. Like, I do not like the like, hyper clean, like, aesthetic look. And I, like, anytime that, there's anything that like threatens that I panic. So I was like panicking on your behalf. Like I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if someone just came in and was like, get rid of this, get rid of this. Like it would have been a little bit different, but it's, it doesn't, to my knowledge, it doesn't work like that. Like you have too much stuff to get rid of everything. Um, and so hopefully next week I'll be able to provide more details, but my limited knowledge on the situation, I, I have no idea. Right. And it's not well, as, like, oh, we're, we're bringing all these, you know, totes, or we're bringing, I'm bringing you more hangers. It, it's it's a little bit more in-depth. But what that depth is, I don't know. All right, so we'll, we'll need uh, to be kept abreast of this situation as it develops, because I'm curious to know, uh, kind of like Colin, I have many questions about this. I've only ever heard of this type of thing. I've never, I've definitely never known anybody to go through it. So I'm very curious about your uh, yeah. your future reporting about this process in your life and and how you feel about it. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, no, I, I have I have no idea um, as far as what it all like how much like actual like in the home stuff goes. But from uh, what I also understand is that if we want to like donate things or get rid of them, uh, they take it for us. 
so that that's at least kind of nice. So I don't have to like drive to like Google or something. Take my true. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> right. Going to be very interesting these updates. Because, I, like I said, I was panicking on your behalf because I don't like yeah, that. Sorry. So I was like, it's okay. I was like, <laughs> what? Well, I mean, it is. It is. It is uh, one of those things of like, uh, I, th- I think this might be, I don't know, this might be a little bit different uh, neurotic uh, damage that I have. But like, I've thought about having somebody come in and like, like clean the house like once a month just to like do a nice deep clean, like while we're out, not home. Uh, but then when I start thinking about it, I'm like, well, I don't want them to like really like I, I would get embarrassed or like feel self conscious about what they're cleaning, and so then I would do like a pre clean of the house, <laughs> and then at that point, why don't, <laughs> why don't I just actually just clean the house? <laughs> so I don't actually because I was like, <laughs> like well, I don't want them to see it. Like on second thought, it would be easier if I do it. It's, it's fine. I don't please go away. Don't don't look at me. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's a yes. I yeah, I'm right there with you. I'd be like, mm, no, this is what. <laughs> yeah, I could handle it. <laughs> I'm very interested to see how if if Aaron is like, oh my gosh, guys, I got this tote, or like I have got this organizational basket, or like what kind of what kind of stuff. That's the like thing that I've always been fascinated by is when people are like, ooh, I need to organize. I need to get more stuff to organize stuff, and then I get an organizing. So I'm interested to see what kind of how this balances out and kind of how they. Yeah. Right. Because like some of the stuff I've seen that people go through this, it's like, I'm going to use a, I'm going to hate myself for this term, but storage solutions. Right. Um, You know, they do that kind of stuff. And I definitely am a person that's like, okay. So I have this weird, like fascination with like clever storage things. Okay. So like, I like that kind of stuff. It's really cool. I don't think I'm a person that would use it correctly because again, <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm wired really, really strangely about this kind of thing. Like I like to like see things, right? Sure. I don't like things to be in drawers hidden away. Cause then I can't get to them, <clears throat> yeah. but there's certain things in your life that you do need to have away in a drawer. And so some of that stuff is like like the the storage solution stuff and like the tiny houses and the RVs and like other stuff like that. It's like super cool. I would hate to live in an environment where I needed it that badly, but like <laughs> I think it's really cool how some of that stuff works and how it functions. So I have this weird like love hate relationship with that kind of thing. Like I like looking at it. I think it's really interesting and it's engineered really cool. I don't know how I could function with it in my life. But <laughs> I think it's interesting. Does that make sense at all? Like I don't know. No, no, it really does. It. Uh, I totally understand that because there are times where it's like, <laughs> yeah, like I don't like seeing things out and about. I like them. I do like them put away. Um, but then it's like then I kind of I do I am like oh well what could I put in this drawer to make it better? But also like, well I I don't know like. I want I want it to work, but then I I kind of start obsessing about like, well, what if there's a better one, or like, how do I know this is the actual one to solve that problem? Uh, so yeah, I think. Oh, what's the name of this? Sorry, you said. Uh, 
I, I totally understand what you're saying because it's like this need to have things at least a little bit organized, but like how to organize them and what to organize them with. Yeah. So like I, I, I just remember this thing that I saw. I saw this video one time of Adam Savage of Mythbuster yeah. fame discussing this. Yes. Right. And if you've ever seen a video with Adam Savage in his workshop, it kind of looks like the world has exploded. Mm-hmm. Right. And some people are going to look at it and go, how do you function in there? <laughs> But I watched him do this thing because he does these videos on his YouTube channel where he like builds stuff and it's just really kind of like cool to watch. It's one of those things where you just kind of like get sucked down in the rabbit hole of like watching some dude like build really crazy intricate things. He was talking about how he doesn't like toolboxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't that he doesn't like places to store his tools. It's that he doesn't like them put away where he can't see them. Uh, yeah. Right. Because when he needs something, he needs to know right where it is and he, he needs to get it. Right. So he likes to see everything because he doesn't want to go digging for it and he doesn't like it to be put away where he can't find it. Right. Yeah. And so he built this thing and it looked like, imagine, uh, like a kind of like a big A frame ladder on caster wheels. Uh huh. Right. And so where the rungs for the ladder should be, he built these little like shelf things that had some of them looked like almost like a you know the things that silverware comes in in a cafeteria. You know, you go up, I work at a school so this is just a thing I noticed, but like <laughs> they have that thing where like all the or like a buffet restaurant, all the forks are in like that little plastic thing. Uh-huh. Right? He built things like that where like okay, I'm going to put my screwdrivers in here, blam. I'm going to put my pliers and he like draw this thing and like hung his pliers on like a rung. So like all of his tools and wires and connectors and all this stuff was just like right here. And it's all organized, but it's not organized in a traditional sense where it's in a drawer put away unseen. It's like kablam in your face. Right. It's all technically where it's supposed to be, but it's out in your face and it's usable. Yeah. It's like how I prefer having all my pens and pencils in a cup versus in a drawer. Right, I think that's yes. I am a cup store as well. <laughs> <laughs> of like, like okay, uh, sure you could put them there, uh, but they're not <clears throat> usable there, and it's actually going to make your life worse if you put them in the drawer. And so I think that does take some time to think about. Hey, how do I actually use this space? What are the tools that I actually use? Ooh, good case in point of is uh, the amount of time and attention I put into deciding which cooking utensils would be granted <clears throat> access to that little counter space, um, uh, basically the giant cup where you put all the, you know, your your, your spatula or yeah. your whisk or whatever. Yeah, we have that. We right, have like the that. countertop. It's like a little crock pot thing, yeah, yeah, like a like an old like stoneware pot that yes. we put all the utensils in. <laughs> yes. So, 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 like for that, it's like intentionally going, okay, what goes there versus the drawer that's right underneath it? That's a very different decision based off of what you use, how often you use it, and the kind of cooking that you do. Uh, so that's that's a real kind of uh, just kind of also another manifestation of what that looks like to think through what are the tools that I'm using in my day and where do they need to be so I can get my work done. Oh yeah, no, that's for sure. Uh, 
because you're right. It's something that you need just grab it. Like I did, I did that this year. I changed my desk at school, not drastically, obviously, but I did get one of those little. I got like a <clears throat> like a pin cup thing, like a new pin cup thing to put my pins in. I got rid of my. Uh, I actually had a cup, like a plastic drinking cup. Oh sure, right? Like yeah. <laughs> it was like a like a red solo cup thing. Like this is only because it was just what was in the cabinet, you know. And I just had it. And so I was like, all right, <clears throat> I thought I didn't think through this beginning of the year. I was like, okay, I don't use these, a lot of the things that are in this cup, right? I don't use markers really ever in my life, <clears throat> uh, except for the occasional Sharpie, right? So I'm going to put them over here. So I got rid of all that stuff and I got a new one. And then that one is like my pins and my highlighters only. Because that's the thing that I use all the time when I'm working, grading, writing, like all that kind of stuff. And so it's all just right there because I can just go, blam, got it. You know? <clears throat> so I did have that thought this year uh, in my workspace of like one of the few things I thought about in my workspace other than like, oh, where does this book go? Right? Like <clears throat> I had that thought of, I need it out. I don't want them in my drawer because. I'll have to dig for them. I'll have to lose it. Whatever. I need it out so I can see it. I need a pen. Boom. Have then done. Like it's also like a speed thing, and it's a tool that I'm using constantly. Yeah. You know, all the time. And I need a place to put it so I don't lose it. But also, I need a place where it can be organized, and I can, like I said, I need to physically see things. Right. I really connected with this Adam Savage video. Like it's become ingrained as a part of me. Like I need, <laughs> I need stuff out to oh, see it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think too when you are in the process of trying to use something new or see if it works, like I almost have to put stuff out so I don't forget that I have. It. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I like like get something new or do something like that, and then it's like, oh, wait a minute, uh. What? Uh oh! <laughs> like, or I'll be like going through my like cleaning out a drawer and go, oh yeah, I do have this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I do that too. Right, and I like, oh yeah, and then I sometimes I'll just like I'm not thinking about something else. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't need that right now. I'll put it back in. I just put it back in the drawer, and then the cycle just continues itself. And I'm like, oh, dang it, it's gone. <laughs> It's gone forever. I can't. <clears throat> so yes, I I definitely went through part of that this year with my desk at work because like I need to do that with my desk at home because my desk at home again I'm a I'm a we've talked about this for two I'm a serial piler of things. Uh, yes, the pile. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> this summer I cleared off my coffee my table in my room in here. Nice. Um. And uh, at the bottom of the stack of papers, like it's one of those stacks that just been on the corner of my table for a long time. And like, I think I would, it would kind of grow and I would take some of the stuff off the top and then it would kind of regrow. So it'd be kind of like this weird erosion process thing is happening. (laughs) But at the very bottom of the pile, I definitely found a piece of paper that was dated like, 2015 or something like that like <laughs> it was like nice. 2014 or 15 i was like oh solid 
Yes, exactly. This, my, this is indicative of a person that has a problem. Like, I don't <laughs> so you go, That's so you go, hmm. Oh, dear. This, this process might not be working the way I had, <laughs> the way I had intended. Mm-hmm. Perhaps I should go through this step more. <clears throat> oh. Well, and then that's the, that's the other step is going like it's never just a set it and forget it, right? It's not, there's never a one and done. There is a process for that. And knowing that like, man, like that's, that's tough of going, I, I wish I could just have stasis in the things coming into my life, but it never, it literally never stopped. Uh, yeah, it never seems to work that way. So <laughs> you're constantly having to go through and do these assessments and look at these things and, and not just the tools that we're using, uh, but the stuff that's in our lives and of going, okay, or whether it's paperwork, like mail, like that's the, a really good example here. Mail <laughs> comes every day. And you do yeah. you do the process with mail. Is this important? If not, it goes in the trash. If it is, I'm going to hang on to it. But then it's like, okay, now that I hung on to it, where does it need to go? Who needs to see this? What do I need to do with this? What's the action step? And kind of doing that with every item that comes into the house is like, a, like, is this important? I mean, I know there's um, uh, Marie, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, the, is that the spark joy lady? Yes, does the spark joy yeah, lady. Yeah. Not, not quite going to that level here of like, does this uh, Blackwing 511 bring me joy? Like, I don't know. Like, yes, yes, but, yes, it does. I mean, it does. But uh, <laughs> like, do I, my basically, my, I get down to like, am I actively using this? If so, okay, it gets to stay around. If not, then I need to decide why am i not actively using it some things we keep around because we only use them twice a year right other things yeah. we keep around because we forgot that we had them <laughs> well that's true too but like i also have the dad syndrome of i overly emotionally invest in inanimate objects right i know this about myself it's a problem mm-hmm. like legitimately uh because like I have in my closet like a billion t-shirts. Mm. I don't wear them ever. Right. But some of them, I have very distinct memories of being places in that t-shirt. Sure. Yes. And so like, there's this part of me that like, cannot separate myself from that. Mm. I just like, for some reason, there's some mental block that I cannot separate this like sense memory from the physical object, right? Even though I don't need the physical object to have the memory, mm-hmm. like some for some reason, it's like comforting to have this like random T-shirt that I don't wear anymore. Well, because like, you know, like, I <laughs> well, I mean, just so um, I don't have it with T-shirt. Uh, let's have it like random things, oh, right? Sure. It's like really no, no, no. bizarre what it is. Oh, okay, over here, oh, uh, you can't. Mm, uh, you can't yes, I cannot see, see it. Can't but... see this, but over here, I'm reaching my hand up to the right, and right now I am touching a uh, a, a typewriter uh, that was uh, Mimi's. Uh, do I use it? N- no, uh, but <clears> do I think of her every time that I see it? Absolutely, and I like that. Mm. I like being able to do that. That makes me happy, right? That's <clears> that's something that. Uh, <clears throat> I don't like I, I'm not going to start a mass collection of typewriters just because of this, but it's like, you know, that's really nice. I love yes. being able to see that and and know that a, that was hers uh, and B, it makes me happy to have it. Right. That's just uh, p- part of part of that. Yeah. 
I had <laughs> I had this epiphany uh, this week that I'm definitely turning into dad because oh, no. I took the trash out, right? Uh-huh. And it came back in. And I took my shoes off. And these are a pair of shoes that I wear just like, basically their only job is to take out the trash. Or like, if I have to just like walk up to Susan's mom's real quick, sure. that's it. They're just kind of like, they're basically slippers for outside at this point. Yeah. I don't like wear them any other place because they're pretty run down. <clears throat> and I looked at my shoes and I was like, man, these things are getting pretty worn out. And I sort of stopped mid thought because I realized these shoes are 20 years old. <laughs> <clears throat> I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, and I, I have a distinct memory of being at the mall with you and Aaron and Mimi and I bought these shoes there. <laughs> right? Like I have this I I remember exactly this time <laughs> of having them. And I've just had them forever. I haven't actually worn them as like shoes to wear, you know, like to work or out forever. Yeah. They've just been sitting here. They've been like the pair of shoes that I just have. Uh-huh. Because they're just like tied and I slip them on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And they're the shoes that I used to walk Chuck in and I used to, I just take the trash out and that's, that's kind of their job, right? I don't really, wear, I don't wear them, but that's, that's how long I've had these shoes. They've been relegated to this job for so long that that's just what they do. Like I just. My goodness. Well, yeah. Is, right. That's interesting revelation. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. I was like, Oh gosh, I got to sit down. This is some heavy. I literally am dad. Oh no. <laughs> You're turning into dad that way. I'm turning into dad in that I would have brought in the trash can and then washed it out. Uh, Aaron, what <laughs> other, uh, how are you turning into our father uh, in ways that you are finding uh, more disturbing each time? <laughs> uh, not getting rid of a vehicle. Okay. As <laughs> <laughs> much, much difficulty as Mimi's car is, um, they're like, oh, you get a new car. Oh no, it's still it's still going good, still going good. And then I was driving the other day, and I was talking to Shelby about that. I was like, I thought like mid conversation. I was like, my God, <laughs> like are you okay? And I was like, my father. <laughs> okay, keep keep driving, please. I was like, no, you don't understand. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I learned how to take care of it. Doesn't mean I know what I'm doing half the time. Well, yeah, I uh, I uh, take t- <laughs> just keep, keep on. Keep on trucking with the car, I guess. So I guess, I guess that's one thing I got going for me. That is, yes, in light of the text message earlier today, that is definitely uh, fits the bill for sure, 100%. Like, I <laughs> Listeners, for a brief bit of context, uh, our, a few months ago, our dad had a car wreck, right? Pretty, it was pretty bad, right? And uh, yeah. his truck was like destroyed. <clears throat> and uh, he did not scrap it and buy a new truck. He, in fact, had it rebuilt. <laughs> totally. Like, completely. Literally from the, like, they had to, like, re- They had to straighten the frame, frame. okay? Like, <laughs> yeah. All new, like, body panels, um, new upholstery, new headliner, uh, all new interior, basically. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> I, I was so flabbergasted at that. I was like, I can't, like, how is that cheaper than buying a new truck? Like, I literally don't understand. <laughs> it can't be. <laughs> it's not possible. Like, 
<laughs> That's what he did. That's what he wanted to do because he loved that truck so much. He's driven this truck for like five hundred thousand miles or something ridiculous like that. Well, well, okay. So, and, we need- so he's like, well. We need to take a small backup here and realize that this is actually the like third version of this truck that he has owned. Uh, it is a is it yes, it is a 2003 Ford F150 Crew Cab short bed, uh, and mm. this is the third one that he has owned. Uh, the first <laughs> the first one he also put 500 thousand miles on, and then it was broken so badly that he bought a second one to then start parting out uh, to rebuild that one, and then he bought this one uh to drive while he was repairing the other yeah you know it was there was like a weird thing this is literally like the third exact white mm. yeah because he had a truck that was exactly like this that had a sunroof this one does not have a sunroof yeah <laughs> he did yes yeah he had a white ford uh he had a ford f-150 uh crew cab so the big four doors on either side of the yeah. bed that he had while i was at missouri state um that had a sunroof in it and I remember pushing huh. the button. Uh, then that one went away because it broke horribly. Uh, and then I think there was an interim one, or maybe he just went straight to this one. But I'm pretty sure this one is actually a pretty recent uh, uh, used purchase that he is also now recent within the last ten years. That, I, think, I was gonna say that word is relative in this situation. <laughs> so I, I do, I do think there there has only been two, two? because dad okay. dad drove the, the white his white work truck. For a long time, because oh, that's okay. Yes, there was the sunroof, and then that one was dying. And then this one, because I remember, I remember specifically this one because I asked him, like, "Yeah, how come this one doesn't have sunroof?" And he said, "Quote: Where am I supposed to put the antenna?" I was like, "Fair enough." So, yeah, that is that is why. So I think there has only been two because I remember coming home one day, and there was. Both of them, and I thought one of them was for me, but it was not. <laughs> um, but I was like, "Oh, Dad, you got two? He's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "They're the exact same." Like, yeah, but this one doesn't have rust on it. Well, yeah. there you All go. Right, yeah, so I, I believe there's been two, but there's that white GMC work truck. That's the one. You are TV. correct. Yeah. There was. He worked for whoever at that point, no, and he, he did have a work truck. Okay. Yes. Okay. Maybe that's the third truck in the scene because he did. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I forgot about the work truck too. There you go. But yes, so yes. This is a uh, uh, yeah. This is the second yeah second iteration. Uh, now totally rebuilt. He's already he had already. Oh, the other well because okay. So one of the reasons he didn't want to get a new truck is because he had just had the uh, he had just bought a new engine for it and he had just like. 30,000 miles prior to that replaced the transmission for like the second time. So he was angry that he had like this new engine on the way that he couldn't cancel. Uh, that he'd spent all this money on that insurance would not pay for to reimburse him for. And uh, he had to sunk that money into the transmission as well. So he was like, well, I'm putting that engine that's on its way into that truck. So I better get the truck ready <laughs> to take the engine that I bought. All right, with that context, this decision makes slightly more sense, but still. <laughs> still. still, yeah. So, it's all, all brand new and shiny. So interesting. See. Oh, that's pretty intense, though. That's not messing around. No. No. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I think between all three of us, then we've got that pretty locked down. Yeah, looks like it, oh. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh dear. <laughs> so, Aaron, besides the uh, decluttering or having, uh, I guess you're not decluttering, but having decluttering take place around you, um, what or having being exposed to the process of decluttering? Other than that, uh, what uh, what's the, have you have you damaged any more school buses uh, this week? Uh, so I've driven a bus every single day this week, uh, two completely different routes. <laughs> uh, in some modern buses or AKA bigger schools, they have GPS systems where it actually like notifies you like, Oh, Hey, this kid gets off here. Um, I had been driving around with like pieces of paper with like signs on them and just like trying my best. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, uh, I drove a bus route, which was that it's vastly different than my other route that I've having to pick up every once in a while. Is that there's like eight kids in total, maybe, but like it's just like weirdly quiet. But everyone lives so far away that it takes oh. about the same as my other bus route, and like it was also on those dirt roads that were recovering from the ice storms that we had. Which many dirt roads don't oh, have no. satellite, so they were pretty slushy. Um, and I'm pretty sure I tailed it on a few power there's, there's, there's probably some bus sized potholes in that road, too. I yeah. imagine they're destroyed. Yeah, I of them. Um, it, it, it's been very helpful because, like, all, all the kids have been like super helpful. Like, oh, coach, get up here, coach, this kid gets up here. Oh, hey, coach, that kid's not on today, just keep going. Um, the other bus route is the, the 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 main one I drive. It's like some percent highway and then the rest of a back road. The other one is all back road. Like and it's just it, that one's just crazy. Um but the other one, the one that probably been picking up every once in a while, it it's just it, and there's new kids. Uh there was like a, a kid like new to the school and he got on and the reason I knew he was new is number one, I'd never seen him before. And number two, he had a sticky note stapled to his shirt that said his name and bus three. I was like, hey, buddy, where do you oh, go? No. And he's like, I-, I get off at my Nana's. I was like, oh, hey, where's, do you know where that is? My, my mom said at Nana's. And I'm like desperately looking for one of the elementary school teachers, and they're just waving me on. I was like, "No, I need you," and they just closed the doors and left. And so I was like, "All right, buddy, we're going for an adventure." Um, but thankfully, I, I got into a spot uh, today. It was a little weird because there was a lot of kids that were gone, a lot of kids that were like new, and I felt so bad for this for one of my sixth graders because I just blew right by his house, and like. I was trying to get the other kids situated. And I was like, all right, whatever you're next, you, gotta, you know, come up here and stand. And I just, boom. And I, I looked in the little overhead mirror and he just stood up and his head turned to watch his house go by. And he just looked at me and he just pointed. I was like, what? What do you want? He's like, oh, and just sat back down. I was like, oh, whoops, hold on, buddy. Let me, let me drop these kids off. I, I want to go the other way. And he just came up and was like, I'm so sorry. He's like, no, it's okay. I don't want to go home just yet. And I was like, oh, boy. And I, I got him off. And then I you know, him off the bus. Yeah, yeah, it's just I, I'm got I'm getting much better at backing. 
Um, it also helps that some of those things, those back roads are not heavily populated with people, so I actually have time. But another thing that I've also noticed that it's very difficult to get to engage in gear. Number one, remember we don't have a parking brake, and so if I'm if I'm trying to like back up, go forward, back up, and go forward, oh. uh, sometimes a little thing there's a, a message pops up that says low uh, range, and like it just won't engage. So I'm sitting there. <laughs> And then it'll finally click. I'm like, oh, there we go. And I can back up. And so these buses are janky. And thankfully, I haven't been stuck anywhere because I I just had to sit there or, you know, block any any major roadways. So I can sit there and just fiddle with the the drive. But no, other than that, you know, softball's going great. Baseball's going great. Um, But it's just at the end of the day, I just want to go home. I I don't want to drive. I want to drive. It's a little bit scary. I don't want to drive it. Yeah, uh, today we had to uh, combine bus routes on the way home because we don't have enough bus drivers. Oh. <clears throat> so there was like, I don't know where they were. I don't really know. But I don't know if they were sick or out or had a day off or whatever. But like they didn't have enough bus drivers. And they didn't have enough people to cover it or whatever, so we had to like combine uh, one of the routes. <laughs> so they had oh, to no. do some crazy things on the way home today. It was nuts. One time they did that, they like ran it on one of the buses that does like the town route, so it's like really really short. So they like kept this kids at school, <clears throat> blasted through that route, came back, picked everyone else up, and then <laughs> went again. Well, yeah, but today I don't remember. I don't know what exactly they did, but <clears throat> one of the drivers wasn't able to drive and they didn't have any more backups. Oh. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had to tell the kids and they were like, what? All the kids that had extra kids on their bus were real mad. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I got all these kids on my bus. Sorry. Like, uh, <laughs> think then, I guess just <laughs> scoot in there. Yeah. Be all right. <laughs> yeah, closer. No, closer. <laughs> closer. <laughs> so yeah, they were not. They were not very excited about that. It was kind of funny. But, yeah, we had a similar problem today of nobody to drive the bus. No errands about, I guess, to save the day. Hey, Aaron, you have your marching orders. You need to start making a a loop through Missouri. (laughs) Yeah, I'll make make the path on that. I, I barely enjoy what I do now. I mean, we do need a middle school baseball coach, just saying. So... See? I might don't tempt them. <laughs> tempt them. <laughs> I think before you move school districts, you just need to horrifically crash an empty bus into fields that nobody will hire you to hire to drive a bus again. You're like, no, it's on my record. I can't drive buses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't do it. It's awful. Yeah, no, no, the fire was awful. PTSD, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh gosh. I uh I went to a meet and greet today. Uh where we go for the before we take care of people's pets, we go over to their house beforehand to get to know them and the pet and walk through their process and make sure everything's kosher and everything's good. Great. Um I scheduled this one after a gentleman called me like three times over the last two weeks, finally filled out the paperwork, fine, whatever. Go. He is a traveling nurse uh from Arizona, uh living here in town. 
in a in an RV park. Uh, he bought a fifth wheel RV uh, to live in while he is a traveling nurse. He has a 14 year old dog. He is going on a scuba trip. And I confirmed two days ago, whatever. And I showed up at his house today, his RV today, which was a weird experience. Uh, more on that later. But I open the door and he stares at me and I'm standing there and RVs are perched high up. So I'm having to like kind of crane my neck looking up while he's in his threshold. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's very awkward. Uh, I have my pet sitting hat on because I have my hat. This pet sitter, pet sitter on it, right? And he goes, "Uh, hello." <laughs> and I go, "Hi, I'm Colin with uh, Funky Bunch uh, here for the meet and greet for your dog." And then he like stared at me like I had morphed into I don't know what. Uh, and then goes, "Oh, yeah, I was supposed to call you." <laughs> and I went, "Oh, yeah." I'm just going to have my uh, my neighbor. Uh, he said he'd take care of the dog. I'm standing there uh, with uh, knowing full well that I have an employee who texted me because he's running like three minutes late. And I said, I'm just going to go start the meet and greet. Text me when you're in and everything's going to be fine. Uh, and I'm standing there going, well, what, like, what do I do? So I just said, well, I'm here. Let's just go ahead and go through this. Just in case something happens, we'll be your backup. And I quickly text my uh, staff member, I'm like, hold off, see you in a little bit. Uh, like, basically, like a back down because this is gonna be weird. I have <laughs> never been stand down. I know, basically, what it was. I have never been so uncomfortable uh, doing a meet and greet before. Um, he was awkward to talk to. He was like lilt- lilting in his voice and as he walked. Uh, it's also weird doing a meet and greet in, where you're meeting somebody in a space as big as my kitchen in my house. Like, Again, true. Very, it's just weird being that close proximity. And then when then this is the one thing that totally freaked me out. We're standing there. I'm struggling through this conversation with him. He's not being very forthcoming. I can tell he's kind of like, kind of upset that I'm there, even because he knows he's taken care of. So he's not into this at all, which is fine. But I just didn't want there to be a frantic call from him in the Bahamas going, I need you to take care of my dog. My neighbor can't do it anymore or something like that. And then us have to figure it out from there. I figured I've already wasted my time driving here. I'm going to do this. Um, Anyway, a car pulls around and he completely stops what he's doing, stops talking to me. Uh, I disappear from the room, apparently. And he just locks onto this car and follows it around as it goes around the RV. And he just watches it and it pulls up and he turns to me and I had told him about my employee coming and I, he says, is she yours? And I went, no. And he goes, well, I don't know what she's doing here. And he goes and he opens the door to his RV and stands in there and just watches as this girl driving this car parks and starts unloading from her car. And then he's like not talking to me. He's just standing there staring at her. And she starts getting out this bag and he goes, huh, guess she's staying for the night. And she starts walking over to the next neighbor's RV. And at that point, I'm like, I'm out. I got to go. Hey, buddy. <laughs> like, I don't I don't know what's going on here, but uh, look, great talking to you. You've got our information. If you need us, we're good. And I say, just have a couple questions for you. Question number one, what did it smell like in there? <laughs> 
you know, it's it was extremely nice in the RV. It was basically brand new. I I literally think he bought it while he was in Arizona and drove it up, like bought it brand new. Uh, he was a slightly older gentleman. Um, nothing seems out of the ordinary. He was eating cherries off of a stem while we were talking. That was a little weird. And like spitting the pit into the sink. That's a little bit gross, but like, <laughs> but I was thinking like, what did it smell like? Or what sort of like brownies was this dude eating before you got there? Because that sort of like really weird, vacant, paranoid response yeah. is sort of like, I know. Hmm. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like that's that would be my question. Like, uh, is this dude like self medicating right now and like forgot you were coming? That's why that explains like why he forgot to call you. Why he was so like confused. Why he like violently stared at a random car. Oh like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, he seriously was standing there in broad daylight. Just These are signs. Like <laughs> staring down this woman as she got out. And he kept looking at me and then looking at her. And I was just like, I don't, I'm not, I, I need to leave. please." <laughs> look, she's not, she doesn't have a hat. She's clearly not with me. Okay. We wear hats. And look, hat. Uh, it just, it, I have, I, you know, I've been doing this 10 years now. Uh, I've never had that happen. I've never been so like, I think I need to leave. I, I think that this, yeah. is, this needs, something's going on here. I'm not comfortable. I'm really glad my staff member was not doing this one. <laughs> oh man, we can, we can definitely share, share stories because I I have had many encounters like that. And I'm like, hey, are you okay? <laughs> I'm leaving. Bye. So I just I I feel your pain. Yeah, I mean, usually by the time people are going through this process, they have like committed. They know how much it's going to be like. We're just rocking, and this is just a formality that we're breezing through. But this was like, like I usually when I go to these meet and greets where I'm in somebody's home, like they take twenty to thirty minutes. I was in and out in seven. Like that's how this went. <laughs> Dang. So, yeah, yeah, and, and uh, every minute was painful. And w- thankfully, my uh, my team member was just like driving also very slowly around the entire RV park, just like every now and then we'd do another lap. And he was like, I just wanted to make sure that like, you know, I don't know, but <laughs> I, said, like, oh, I, I appreciate good that. thinking. Thank I like the, I like but, the plan. Yeah, I do appreciate that. <laughs> I didn't want to, you know, you know, I feel like I'm young enough. I don't need anybody wearing my skin just yet. So this is going true. Well. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, Oh, gosh (laughs) so he's crazy he's on our he's on our no list and again it was one of those things of like it wasn't just one thing that was off it was just like every seven things (laughs) yeah everything was just a little bit off and not in a way of like it like immediate alarm bells but at at the sixth or seventh thing it was like okay i hmm and then whenever he just deadpan stopped talking to me and, and all attention swiveled over to this other car, I was like, yeah, this is, I don't need this. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's wild. Oh my gosh. So anyway, that's, uh, oh. that was the only fun thing I've done. 
man, that's not. <laughs> <clears throat> but they're uh, oh, they're uh, they're pouring, they're uh, installing a new manhole uh, cover and uh, access on our street. That has been a lot of fun to watch. Um, oh yes, but Noah's been outside. Yes, ogling the cement trucks. Yes, all the cement trucks. And today we got to witness what happens when the foreman is not happy with the consistency of cement coming out of the truck. Um, <coughs> we we walked away. <laughs> ah, yes, because <laughs> he's pouring it, and I'm like, I've seen I've seen these pours a couple times. Like I. I'm no expert, uh, but that looks like there's a lot of water in that coming out of the chute. Uh, uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> then, That's bad. And then all of a sudden, the foreman, his head snaps around. He goes, if that's the kind of bleep, bleep, bleep you bring it over here, just take the whole bleep, bleep truck back to where he came from. My bleep, bleep, I'm not... <laughs> Like anyway, look at over here. Look at these squirrels playing in the road. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great, great. But they've been pouring. They had to. Um, what happened? What had happened was uh, the uh, power company was like, "Ooh, I need to drill a new hole for a new power pole." Power pole, uh, and they they drilled. But you know what they didn't do? What did they what did they not do? They didn't. They don't call before you dig. They didn't, they didn't do that. So nobody came the out. power company didn't call before you dig? No. No. Bro. So they so what they drilled through You had was, one job, power company. Come they, on. They drilled through all of ATT's hundred and fifty five thousand wires uh that were uh just underneath uh where they decided uh oh drilled straight <laughs> through them. Straight through all of these bundles. Each bundle is like four and a half inches thick or four, six inches thick uh, was what one guy had said. There were four of those bundles of wires and um, they had to pack. How do you even fix that? You know, you, you, you ready for this? You ready for this? A man sits down in a hole and he has a little computer and he sends a tone from the right and he finds that wire and then he sends a tone from the left and he finds that wire he patches them together oh my gosh that's the worst job in the history of the world <laughs> and when i say tone i mean it's a literal um no it's gonna be a literal yeah but like like phone tone. that'll travel through that wire exactly because that because it's meant to it's it's for phones and so he yeah. had to have special equipment to to basically pick up that signal to say oh it's this one and he had a little wand that he was waving around them to try and find the one that was beeping Oh my gosh, that's awful. <laughs> oh man, it was it was great. It was no, they were very unhappy uh at and workers down there. And so at some point they were like, "Oh, uh we're not just going to patch this and then bury it again. We're going to we're going to actually install a a, a manhole cover here." So that's been kind of neat to see how they set the walls, set the floor um and are pouring all of that to just create this new cavity uh where once there was just a sidewalk did they so let's see if i was doing a manhole cover so they dig out a hole then like crib it and then like pour concrete between the cribbing and the the ground yep and do it and like 
like you do the bottom, dry it, harden, next layer, dry it, harden, like, like that. Yep, exactly. Because you can't do it all at once because it won't. No, there's harden too much it's correctly. Too, too complicated of a pour to do all of that. Well, it's too it, well. Number one, it's too heavy. It'll probably break the thing. But number two, like it won't dry evenly. Yeah, because the bottom wouldn't dry at the same speed the top would if it's too deep. So you'd have to pour it in sections. Do like a foot, and then set it, <clears throat> dry that, come back, pour the next foot or so. Yeah. So what they're <clears throat> doing? So, yeah. So they pour yeah. the floor. Um, and then that yeah. they let that cure for a long time, and then they set the walls, the cribbing. They poured that, but then they then they they excavated out behind those and poured in a second thicker portion of of concrete. I don't know why they did that. That probably just to stabilize, kind of like a yeah. uh, what do you call that? Oh my gosh, like a retaining bit, right? Sure, to kind of retain behind it to. To keep it from collapsing and stuff, probably of like the more finished walls than the buttressing walls and the ends to the sides. But yeah, the hole yeah. is like fourteen feet deep. Uh, I mean, yeah. So you definitely need more support behind the wall than just their ground. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so and and this butt does this butt this does butt up right next to the foundation wall of a home. Uh, so I'm. Oh sure my gosh, have, those poor people. Oh, I know. No, no, the guy. Seriously, he has a two car garage with street access and he just bought this like 1950 whatever whatever thunderbird because he was going to do reupholstery because i found out he used to run he's an upholster by trade he did upholstery for whom for whom might you ask denny he had a team where they traveled around the country and when they would build the denny's his team would come in and in a weekend upholster everything and then go to the next one (laughs) and i thought that's so insane. Like That's what? Fantastic. Like, oh. <laughs> I love this. So he's, he's, and he also redoes cars. He has not had access to his cars at all <laughs> because oh, no. they just kept chewing away Go through the window and expanding more and more into his, into his driveway. And now they have expanded across both of his driveways into his garage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he is so angry. <laughs> Rightfully so. Like, 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 I would be too. I mean, yeah, like, I would be quite furious, I imagine. Like, so I was just like, huh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> so, anyway, they're, uh, dang. Yeah, he's not, he's not happy about this, but it's been interesting to watch the poor, uh, and talk to the kids about that and, uh, uh, kind of learn, learn some more stuff about that process too. Yeah, you gotta uh, because concrete setting is also. Hold on, let me get this right. It's a mm, exothermic reaction. Yes, it is. Yes, so it's putting off a lot of heat. So you can't. I was. I always have to stop and think. Indo exo indo exo. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I have to think about that. Yeah. Um, so you can't really pour like a huge amount like in a vertical thing like that because it will get like just way too hot and like compromise the structural integrity of the pore, right? Yeah. Well I think it, it, so, it gets it gets brittle uh at, at yeah. if it cures too hot basically from the uh from the curing of the, the layers below it, right? You yes. get this buildup of heat where it just yeah, it doesn't it gets um it, yeah. it won't cure right and it, yeah it'll be too brittle and then it'll collapse in on itself which is literally 
defeating the point of what you just did. So that would be indeed, indeed that would be less than ideal. Yes. So, you know, look. That uh, that was our latest adventure today too. So yeah, I had a, a creepy uh, meeting and uh, got to learn about um, concrete uh, curing and pouring. So always always fun. I well, there you go, man. It's had all the fun today. Look at that. Been thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you need to go. <laughs> So, the real question I have now is, okay. where on earth are you going to be next week? Ah! Uh, what sort of uh, adventure are you going on? Sure, indeed. Uh, ambitiously, ambitiously, we are driving to New Braunfels, Texas. Oh, that is quite ambitious. <laughs> That's very far away. Or what? <laughs> Uh, and weirdly, I know exactly where that is because one of my former students, that's where her family lived. And I like, <laughs> they would go there on vacation. Through Tulsa, right? Uh, no, uh, we are not going that far. Uh, we in our adventure. Um, so, going through Arkansas. Uh, no, not going that far east either. Uh, we're doing the uh, McAllister run uh, down through Oklahoma. Because we're going to go into... So here's the thing. Here's what we have to do. Actually, so it's a multi-stage thing. Okay, moral of the story. Uh, cut to the chase. We are uh, going to a business conference in New Braunfels for pet sitters. Um, and um, I may or may not be giving a talk. That's not important to the story. But what yeah, is... That'll it? be important in a couple of weeks episode <laughs> yeah, uh, when we have that. <laughs> uh, what is important is that Megan's folks live in Brian Collins Station. And so we are driving from Sedalia uh, through Dallas down to College Station, dropping off the kids, and then driving over into New Braunfels to attend the conference, which is Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning. Then Sunday morning, we are leaving, driving to pick up the kids in Bryan College Station, driving as far north as we can to spend the night, and then driving the rest of the way home Monday. Yuck. Yeah. That's horrid. (laughs) But it was like, I, I don't, you know, I didn't want to, it's too much. I'll put it this way. It's too many transitions for a flight to have made sense. Right. I mean, yeah, that's true. Right. Because we fly from like, what, what, Kansas city. I've got to fly. I've got to drive from here to Kansas city and then drive, fly from Kansas city to Dallas, and then I yeah, Dallas probably seven hours of driving, whatever. Like I don't know, uh, and yeah, because that's way down by it. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's still like six hours. It's like really far down south. And Texas is like for those uh, international listeners, it's true. Texas is stupidly large. Yeah. So that's like <laughs> yeah. I found out. Uh, well, a, a cool fact about Texas: if you stand in the western, farthest westernmost corner of texas that way far little point that goes way out there in the west if you stand yeah, that's there, right by like juarez mexico yeah if you stand there <laughs> you are closer to california than you are the eastern part of uh, texas there you go and <laughs> that is it's, it's a lot so fun uh, facts for all that's all we got yeah it is yeah it's gonna be quite a drive it's gonna take uh one overnight um somewhere we haven't we're just going to drive till we stop to be determined. Yeah. Cause yeah. I don't know like 
I have planned out an eight hour day of driving, but also I know that that's actually like 10 hours with, you know, stopping inside. So, yeah. So I'm not, uh, really like, I don't, I don't know how this is going to go, but we are renting a, uh, a, a Chrysler minivan, uh, for the trip. So Man, there you go. That'll be fun. I'm excited about this. Uh, Megan is because it's a van. Because it's a van, exactly. Uh, That's why Colin's excited about it. <laughs> van review incoming. That's why. <laughs> so excited. Um. So that oh man, be- side real quick sidebar. I have to sit. I I watched this video the other day. I want to find it back and send it to you. It's these two Australian dudes that have like heavily modified Japanese uh, key trucks and like went off roading in Australia. It's beautiful. Anyway, I'll find that for you later. Continue. <laughs> I, uh, uh, that's my story. Uh, so we are. <laughs> no, I'm I'm excited about it. So we are leaving. Uh, so Monday, Tuesday, we're leaving Wednesday uh, morning. First thing, basically, to to get there and getting back Monday. And so that's why we need to kind of rejigger the scheduling. Oh, maybe we could record Monday or Tuesday, but also I'll be busy doing. Yeah. Things. So. Uh, True. Don't want to do too much. I don't want to. I mean, uh, obviously, I I love traveling. I love traveling. It's one of my favorite things to get to do. Uh, and this will be <clears throat> the first like big trip with the family ever. And so <clears throat> well, that's I'm true. Ex- I guess I'm excited about that because um, I just I have I have such fond memories of doing big trips uh, growing up and. Uh, so I'm not nervous about the actual trip, but also my brain is broken such that I must plan and come up with things. And like, there's a lot of stuff that my brain is trying to do. So I'm trying to modulate that out just a little bit. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I don't, I don't love traveling. I love being somewhere new. <laughs> But I don't generally enjoy the process of getting there. <laughs> that is Megan to like a T. She loves she loves going. She loves being other places. She doesn't like getting there. And so <laughs> this is yeah. I usually a, I don't generally like the traveling part. Like it's not the enjoyable bit. So it makes it like maybe it's just the part where you're in the car because like I don't mind like stopping at a new place and like being somewhere else even if it's like eating there or getting gas or whatever like that stuff's fine but like the driving part oh my gosh i can't no (laughs) yeah and so i'm 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 realizing that like uh like we've got got some stuff that we need to get done so i'm coming up with like games and activities for the kids and one of the things that i'm going to do is get like the big flip out uh atlases and highlight the route that we're going to take and have one for each kid so we can kind of yes exactly where we are because i have memories of the classic yeah exactly maneuver if dad being like here is uh a, a map uh find the 50 and trace the blue line until you see this town and we're that's basically where we are doing that kind of thing with them uh so they can kind of see and follow along uh that's best. 
that is how I learned about distances. We were traveling because, like, back back in <clears throat> back in my day, uh, like that was literally the only thing I could do in the car is like look at the map because I have this thing where I can't read in the car. I get car sick. It's really annoying. I don't like it. I get like really dizzy and like lightheaded and stuff. So I can't like read in a car. I can like do like so I could read the map, okay, because it was bigger. Yes, I don't know, but like that's how I would learn about like. I would do all the math in my head about like estimating <laughs> times and distances and arrivals with like speed and everything like that. Uh-huh. So like I would, <laughs> I would do all of that, like to try to figure out like how long we would take to go places. Cause I do have a couple memories of being like, dad, how long is it going to take us? He'd be like, figured it out. Like, okay, well, um, <laughs> code for, <laughs> I don't know. You must do this now, but <laughs> yeah. So I would do estimates like, okay, well I would like try to use the little, uh, scale to be like, okay, well, we're this far away. We are currently doing this miles per hour. So, like, I would try to calculate our like arrival time based on current speed and estimated distance from location using a combination of the map and road signs. Uh, <laughs> that was, and you know what? It was during it was doing that kind of mental math. That helped me understand that the phrase mile a minute really isn't that impressive given, given, given modern car. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because you're like, because <laughs> you're like, I am. Yeah, if you're going 60 miles an hour, you're doing a mile a minute. So like, boom, like that realization was such like, a, I, I, yeah, like I felt that in my brain whenever I realized that like, oh, oh, whoa, what? <laughs> <laughs> Very very impactful whenever i realized that like a mile a minute same thing as yeah but that's also how i did like these really convoluted like math skills of like mental math skills to like the ones where like i sort of like learned to develop the like okay here's my known and then like okay that's 50 more miles so that's or like it's like that's that Uh this thing is this number is like 60 plus like 47 so that means 60 and like okay let's say it's one hour and then like 47 more minutes because we're doing 60 miles an hour but then we're doing 65 miles an hour, then like, okay, I'm going to estimate that that's now this minute, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> like, I, I think this is very <laughs> Yeah. It was very reliable, though, once you figure it out, because dad is a lover of the cruise control, so we're not like varying speeds very much ever, so like... Uh-huh. <laughs> nope. You knew, you knew what you were getting, and it's always pretty, pretty pretty good yes <clears throat> so yes we will need the report back eventually of how you have survived the longest road trip to the middle of nowhere texas maybe it's not really the middle of nowhere it's like by san antonio pretty much but yeah. that's very far <laughs> into texas yeah it is it is uh yeah i don't know, I don't know how it's gonna go Oh, we have to get it done, and so that's very different. Uh, you know, I'm I'm excited for this. Um, but then again, I was also super excited when I got an opportunity to take Lillian when she was two to San Francisco for a week, so I could also go to a conference. I was by myself. That was fun for me. Uh, but I know people. That's not fun. Well, the conference part's not fun. But that's, <laughs> that's the problem. But it was. You know, like for that, like what we what do we do? So we 
flew. Well, I mean, yeah, but like we flew for that one. But I put together an activity book. I put together three ring binder with like a bunch of bunch of different activities, but they were all kind of like plane and or travel related. So there was a lot of like matching pictures of planes or tracing lines of trains. I knew we were going to try travel on a train eventually during that during that time. Uh and trying to prepare her for like sights of sounds like what what we're going to experience on this because it was her first time on a plane uh so it was kind of putting all this stuff together and i i enjoyed that part well i mean that's true so <laughs> anyway update for sure coming on okay boom nice anything anything new exciting with you you're not doing buses you you have 20 year old shoes um I have 20 year old shoes, no yeah. bus driving. No, not really. We have a four day weekend. So like, boom, surprise. Okay. <laughs> there you go. That was it. That's all I got. Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to do anything. Just normal school stuff. Like doing air pressure demonstrations next week. Boom. Oh. Exciting stuff. Very exciting. Okay. How do you- Learn all about the wonder world, wonderful world of air pressure. It's very exciting. How do you Super marvelous. demonstrating? pressure there oh it's not how am i demonstrating air pressure (laughs) that's the ticket so there uh the assignment is this there is a list i presented them with a list of possible demonstrations that they will be doing to tell the class about air pressure i see so they are doing the demonstration. They are getting all the things. Uh, <clears throat> there are a bunch of stuff like balloon rockets, right? The thing where you like crush the Coke can with hot and cold water, you know? <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the classic suck the egg into the bottle, you know, thing with the, you put like the piece of, you like, light a fire in the bottle and then you like put the egg on it and like sucks it down in there mm-hmm. uh, more appropriately the high pressure air on the outside of the bottle forces the egg into the area of low pressure created by the heat kablamo kind of like <laughs> when you realize how breathing works right like uh like how it's it it's the vacuum that's created as your diaphragm pulled right and you're like oh like it's, it's literally oh, yeah. sucking air in uh yeah this <laughs> yeah, yeah it's not. crazy uh so yeah we're doing that cool. um so they have to do that and they have to make a very small slideshow presentation like two or three slides maybe just sort of showing us like uh, to ex- help help them explain what's happening so they have to do things like tell me where would I find the high pressure and where is the low pressure? Basically that way we know the air is moving from high to low pressure. Right. And so that's sort of helping to explain how this thing works. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like in a balloon, you, you're sort of manufacturing that pressure. You've created this like low pressure inside the balloon because the atmospheric pressure on the outside is, and the balloon itself is trying to squeeze in on it, right? So you're sort of amplifying the high pressure on the outside. So that's why it's it's forcing the balloon to close. And then 
the air coming out the back is what makes it go forward. That's slightly it's a bonus feature of Isaac Newton in this. But we have <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> but it is able to show us about air pressure, so cool. Uh be pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty pretty fun, usually. Um oh, and the old classic uh the thing where you put the the piece of paper on the cup and then you turn the cup upside down. What? And you move your hand and hopefully the piece of paper stays on the cup. That one's a real hit or miss uh, thing, but (laughs) sometimes, sometimes it's very soggy. Uh, So I'll give you some updates on how wet my floor got during air. (laughs) I think I only have one or two people doing that one though. So that won't be too bad, but they get to pick them and their partner pick it so they can kind of do whichever one they want. But it's all like household material stuff. Like you need a string, a can of soda, right? It's nothing like go buy all this. No, no, no. <laughs> Use this random stuff you already have in your house. Bring it in here. <laughs> Do some science, man. I think that's that kind of that kind of uh, is is really important in helping them have a better relationship with with science with that process with being able to do things in their world by going, wow, I can demonstrate these somewhat complicated or interesting properties with things that I have in my house. Like, I think I, I really like yeah. that, that, doing it that way. Yeah. I really need to find some more of those kind of things to like throw in randomly here and there. It's really hard in geology though, right? Like what do you demonstrate plate tectonics with, uh, yeah, nothing. That's what. So, like, I don't... <laughs> no, I saw. I saw. What was it? It was a. I have a very clear, distinct memory of, um, of watching. Okay, of course, I say I have very clear, distinct memory, and then my brain does not work. <laughs> betrayed you. It has betrayed me. Uh it was a science science guy. Uh Bill Nye. Bill Nye, science guy. Good old Bill. Which, 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 um. Why does nobody talk? Nobody talks enough about the giant rat in that. And I think that I think we're all just trying to put it out of our minds because exactly, it was terrifying. Exactly. I think if we actually went back and watched it, we'd be a little more terrified than the than the nice memories we have of that show. Anyway. Dude, no, for real. I did watch it a couple of years ago because yeah. I was going to show my kids part of it, and I was like, "What in the ADHD nightmare am I looking at? How was I able to process?" anything in this show it's crazy it's so like bad. yeah it's so bad and then you throw in the terrifying giant human man rat like i don't it's yeah like some weird fever dream anyway it is i have a very i have a distinct memory of the first time i learned about platonics and it was him doing a demonstration and all it was was it was just two floating literal paper plates on a on water and i thought what what is this <laughs> what what is this <laughs> wizardry that is going on right now (laughs) yeah that's true i thought about i don't have a large enough like glass container because i could do the thing where you like have you seen the one where you do that you like have the water and you have some like piece of paper plate on top of it whatever and then you put it on top of a burner yes I was just going to say. Right. And you can kind of, you can throw some dye in there with like a turkey baster to see that convection happening. Yeah. You know, and you you can watch it like shove the plates out of the way, but I do not have 
anything remotely large enough <laughs> to put on a. I think I have a burner in my cabinet somewhere. I don't know if it works or not, yeah. well, but I need some container that's like big enough that we can see into. Yeah, because then I'm going. Well, maybe if you had you kept the water shallow enough, but you use like a fish tank aquarium heater, but those don't heat up fast enough. They don't heat up that hot though yeah. to get that water moving enough. Yeah. And definitely not fast enough. Or fish, yeah, not fast. Yeah, that's true too. But so I don't know because I have a like a like a hot plate, right? Again, I don't know if it works or not because it's just been in this drawer. I know where it is, but like I have a hot plate thing. Uh But I don't. What I don't have is because I don't want to use just like a kitchen pot because we can't see it. You can use a glass nine by thirteen pan. I could use a glass now with 13 pan. That's true. And, but you would I, just have to size the papers. I just cut them, cut them smaller. Like yeah. a, I use like a styrofoam. Styrofoam, yeah. Right. Cut the styrofoam smaller. Mm. Yes. Mm. Okay. Well, okay. Wheels. Write that down. Home, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, I've done it before. I did it in college as like a thing. Uh-huh. I got up and I did a whole play tectonics demonstration in front of the class. And mine was the best one, clearly. But like. Of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everyone else is like really lame i was like no bro play tectonics check it out so <clears throat> yeah that might be something that i could do i like the ones that they can do but like it'd be better than nothing i suppose because yeah it's hard to get some stuff to like that's what's re- that's the hardest part about the earth science right it's like i really like earth science and it's really cool and i think it's really interesting but like it's really difficult to demonstrate some of those concepts because there's when you're talking about the scale of that stuff. Yes. You know, you're talking about the scale that's like just enormous, you know, well, you've got, you're talking about like, and temporal, like that is, Oh yeah. You know, when you're talking about like the earth mantle, like it's really hard to conceptualize for a 12 year old, how large this thing is that we're dealing with. Right. Like, I have pictures and diagrams and stuff, but like, I really understand like, this is like hundreds of miles of like melting rock, and it's moving, but it's like putty, but more like it's like <laughs> oh no, no, it's anytime. Well, like just example the, the construction that's going on where they're doing the manhole, and both Lillian and Noah are like wow, that's so deep. Like, you know, like how, you know, the last question is like, how, how much further until you get to the, the warm part of the, the earth? Cause they know at least that much. Oh like, boy. They're like, Ooh. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> I have some slides about the Koa super deep borehole. You want to show? Yes. Everyone. Yeah. yeah. But that's uh, part, that's again, that's my, that joke helps me set that, that slide helps me set the stage. We always talk about like, how to name things like a scientist because we talk about thinking like a scientist a lot sure. right but we name things like a scientist too right so that like like it's called the koa super deep borehole because it's in this koa peninsula of russia and it's super deep they're just like wow okay yeah. <laughs> so i joke like you can tell when someone's when a scientist is named something because you don't have to ask why it's named that 
Right. They, they, you just know. <laughs> you yeah. just know exactly what it's talking about. <laughs> like, this is the Aldabra giant tortoise. Well, it's a giant tortoise, and this is where it's from. Boom. Uh, Got him. On one, two. Yeah. <laughs> so I like. So now I'm training them so that like sometimes I'm like, guys, guys, this this was not named by a scientist. And like, I have no idea what it is. But if you show them a picture and you go, this is named by a scientist, they'll be like, uh, it must be called something like Volcano Island. You're like, yes, it is. Good job. Like, they get it. They can like, boom. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> yeah, they can figure it out. <laughs> See what you get. Again. Yeah, right. They could do that. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Like <laughs> that's my training process. That's the joke in my classroom. Is I like it. If we name things like a scientist. You just look at something and go, "Black table." Boom. Did it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what it's how, I mean, yeah. I mean, you, it's, they don't, they're not very creative. When they do try and be creative, you go, oh, no, that wasn't. Well, when they get creative, what they do is they just use that exact same, like, naming process. They just do it in Latin. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's what, that's all they're doing. They're like, ha, ha, ha. Uh, I'm going to name, this sounds really cool. Like, what's it mean? Uh, it means like big lizard, but in Latin, so it sounds cooler. <laughs> like, wow, guys, thanks. Uh, How helpful. Yes. Uh, no. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. My favorite one. Uh, uh, Quercus macrocarpa. Um, uh, because macro means large, and, and carpa means it's nut or container, and it's just the burrow. Yeah, burrow have large. Yep. Okay. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh, I get it. I get it. I understand now. <laughs> yeah. That one. Yep. Burrow okay. lives, lives, lives uh, rent free and prank. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just weird. I think he's sticking there. But like, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm trying to train them about how to think scientifically about things. And if we get nothing else other than naming stuff, that's a good start, right? Like <laughs> it really is. No, it, it, it. Yeah, I mean, having. I mean, words and terminology are super important. Anytime, not just for ourselves and our understanding, but more importantly, really for the, you know, for communicating to other people what's going on. Uh, well, and that's why I tell them. I was like, scientists really want to make sure that there's no gray area. They yeah. don't want you to be confused about what they're talking about. Nothing ambiguous. So they just go right. Yeah. This. Yeah, they just call it exactly what it is. They try to be like that. Yeah. Well, so it, it bleeds over into our like presentations because they're like, "What? What? What should I name my air pressure demo?" I'm like, "Hmm. If if I was making, I would sit there, I'd look at them and go, what do you think a good name for a slideshow about an air pressure demonstration should be?'" And they'll be like, "Air pressure demonstration? I'm like, perfect. Got it." <laughs> Nailed it. Yep. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Chip it. Exactly. <laughs> oh. 
but yeah, you're right. It is important to try to communicate things clearly and effectively and easily to other people who are then going to understand what exactly you're saying and then be able to use that information and not like some like weird esoteric nonsense, like of like having to like decode what sort of like strange thing you're talking about. Like what, huh? What? And I, I don't know. What are you talking about? Sometimes it happens because they don't fully understand and they're just using the best terms they have on hand, which like, no, like that's fine. We just can equip people to have better terms. And a really good example. Uh, very recently, some lady was trying to describe her dog. and She said, my dog aggressive around the kennel. And I was like, okay, well, that's, I will handle that dog very differently. But when I probed about like what happened, turns out the dog was someone, she was in her kennel and someone reached into the kennel to try and pull the dog out. The dog bit her. And I went, oh, that's reactive. That's a reactive dog. (laughs) That's not an aggressive dog. The dog was scared. I'm going to handle that very differently. (laughs) So sometimes we don't have the right terms and we use the best that we get. Kind of like throwing a dart at the dictionary and being like, what's the closest one? Uh, and yeah, but it takes a little bit of like, and so I was able to go, okay, here's that difference. And now we can work together for how to, how to solve that. But it, it starts with knowing that those have meaning. Yeah. And I mean, a good, the best example of that in the science field is like some like animals, their Latin names are technically incorrect now because like they would name it something thinking that it was related to something else. And it turns out it's not right. It's like yeah. <laughs> some sort of like weird, like uh convergent evolution thing where it's like, it's similar and it's found in like a broadly similar region, but it's actually not related at all to this other thing. So there are a handful of things where like they're named in the wrong, like family or whatever like uh-huh. their genus is like incorrect because it's not uh turns out actually no it's not in that family at all whoopsie daisy but it looks similar enough and it kind of behaves similar enough they're like oh yeah it must be but they didn't have the correct they didn't have enough tools yet right to do the thing so you're right you gotta do the best what you can now and if it changes it changes we change it but like boom <clears throat> So yeah, but that's that's the training that's happening in my room anyway. Is, how do we talk like a scientist? We we name the thing exactly like what it looks like. Yeah. Well, I uh, <laughs> look forward to hearing about how that goes. Well, oh. yeah. Hopefully it'll be good. So lots of updates uh, or uh, bus 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 accident uh, or not or, or lack or of not. bus accidents. Hopefully or not. Yep. And more importantly, how many new shelves is Aaron getting yet? Or sweet little cubby things yeah. with like drawers with sweet spacers in it. This is going like to be awesome. Roll out tote that, you know, has like <laughs> compartments in it. I feel like Colin has said the word tote more times than I'm actually comfortable counting in this episode. And like what I'm gathering is I think Colin is projecting on you, Aaron, and Colin just really wants some totes. So that's what I'm getting here. This is what he wants for his closet. He's jealous, Aaron. We've, just, right. we, we've cracked it. Okay. Uh, in, in addition to many of our other travels uh, for the uh, 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 O Brother podcast, including the uh, 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 Pyramid in Museum over in Egypt uh, and uh, 
opportunity to go to a place that we're supposed to go to. We need to record live in a container store, and that would make me so happy. Oh my, oh my gosh. The listeners could not possibly handle that. <laughs> oh yeah. Brief brief sidebar. Yeah. Uh, before we close here, I just want to say that like it uh, a hysterical thing always also occurs in the sixth grade for social studies because we are talking about Egypt right now. Like I showed them a video and it has like mummies in it, right? And so their their reaction is always like, Oh my gosh, it's so gross and disgusting. I want to see another one. Like that's what <laughs> It's so, <laughs> it's so hilarious. Okay. After about five minutes, they're like, they're like, oh my gosh, turn it off. Why would you show us that? And like, literally the next day, they're like, so, uh, all right, are you, you going to show us some more pictures of mummies or, or what? I'm like, you said you didn't want to see them. It's like, I mean, I mean, I did it, but now, you know, I, I thought about it. And I, it was kind of cool. And I, I was wondering. It's like, <laughs> so funny they do. <laughs> of how quickly they turn from oh dude. yeah <laughs> yeah it's like this like abject horror to like wait that's actually kind of interesting wait wait how do they do that how do you yeah. do that i don't understand like <clears throat> you're like right i know <laughs> yes Perfect. it's great but there you go well lots of lots of things out there and uh we'll Alrighty. Okay. Love you guys. Love you too. Bye. Bye.